It's time for JT the Brick. So we are open for business again, everybody. I had a dream that someday we'd have a flagship station with the cooperation of the team and the fans that stream globally. JT the Brick. Are we all on board with that? Because if you're not on board with this, you're going to have to enter a mental asylum. If you're not on board with this, it's going to drive you nuts. Jackpot, baby! And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, what's good? I hope you had an amazing Independence Day weekend out here in Las Vegas, in L.A., in Oakland, anywhere where you're listening to the JT The Brick Show. JT is on his way to the airport. He's doing his national show from L.A. tonight, so I'm a halftime substitute today here with you in hour number two, which is brought to you by Sam and Ash at Sam and Ash Injury Law, our personal injury lawyers. They do everything to take the pressure off of you. It's amazing, Raider Nation. Preseason is right around the corner for the silver and black. We're 30 days and four hours away from the Hall of Fame game at Canton, Ohio. Raiders versus Jaguars. And after this past weekend, there's only five Sundays left without football until the Raiders host Minnesota on August 14th in preseason action. And this I'm focusing exclusively on the team that we love covering here on Raider Nation Radio. Of course, the Raiders. Nine Sundays left until the Raiders season opener in LA against the Chargers and ten Sundays left until the Silver and Black have their home opener at Allegiant Stadium versus Arizona. Of course, there's more sports in Vegas, but we know there's nothing like the NFL. When the gridiron gets lit up, that's when the passion flies even higher than ever out here in Las Vegas. Year number three for the Raiders in their new home. But in reality, I think this is going to be the first real year. Last season, there were some restrictions. There were vaccination requirements. This year, it seems like it's a go where everybody can go in without having the clear app, without having to show their status and just go and enjoy football and have a good time out there at Allegiant Stadium. I know there were some folks that sold their tickets that didn't want to go with it this year. They'll be able to go and enjoy some Raider football at Allegiant Stadium and at every stadium in the NFL. Go make that trip down to LA if you're out here in Las Vegas or if you're up there in the Bay Area in the Yay area go and support the silver and black and make it feel like a home game like it has always been in Los Angeles what a crazy and great 4th of July weekend out here in Las Vegas of course with or without sports it's going to be crazy Half of Los Angeles travels to Vegas every weekend, make it a long weekend like the, this 4th of July, this Independence Day weekend, and it got even crazier. But include International Fight Week with the UFC. And they had their big UFC expo out there at the convention center, which I heard was very successful. And a lot of folks enjoyed their time out there meeting the stars. And then UFC 276 on Saturday. How cool was it watching Mad Max Crosby, who just a couple of pay-per-views ago that he attended in Las Vegas. I saw that he was there on social media, but he wasn't shown any love 
on the broadcast. They didn't put him on camera on the pay-per-view. And I was like, something's wrong right there. But then he ends up going to the PI, the Performance Institute, with the Dana White. He meets Dana. And now, every time there's a pay-per-view show out here in Las Vegas, he's right there. Octagon side, he gets love on the broadcast. And this time, he wasn't only shown by himself on the broadcast, but he was shown next to Mel Gibson. That's where he's being put now nowadays. Instead of having to buy his seats, now he's sitting on Dana White's seats next to Mel Gibson. So Max Crosby, you know that he isn't becoming the guy. He's the guy when you talk about sports out here in Las Vegas. He's being shown love everywhere. He loves combat sports he loves mma and i enjoy that he's getting shown love not only by the fans but now also by the top honchos of big companies like the ufc which is a huge company uh, the biggest in the mma realm and in my opinion they're going over boxing real soon because they're doing things the right way shout out to izzy israel Dadasanya, another dominant fight retains his title same thing as volkanovsky who defeated max holloway once again and cowboy cerrone he retired after his loss on saturday the highlights of ufc 276 if you're out here in las vegas when there's a UFC fight, I know if you don't buy the tickets uh, when they come out on sale, they might end up getting a little bit expensive in the secondary market. But I've been to a couple of cards and I really enjoyed my time out there, Raider Nation. If there's a card during Raider football season and you're out here, go and check it out. 100% worth it. You'll get hooked. I didn't get hooked into UFC until I moved out here to Las Vegas and was able to go to some bigger cards, some smaller cards, and you see the passion from the fighters. That's the passion that you like to see. Also, WWE Money in the Bank. That was out here in Las Vegas. It was supposed to be at Allegiant Stadium, but the ticket sales weren't going so well, so they ended up going to the MGM. They sold out right there, smaller arena. You went from a stadium to an arena. It's going to be a little bit easier to sell out. They were without their biggest stars, but I heard it was a very good show. Shout out to WWE, by the way. They took very good care of some U.S. veterans that were in the building. I got a friend of mine who was in an expanded VIP experience he paid for. They found out he was a veteran, and they took real good care of him him and three other folks that were there as well so shout out to wwe uh there were also minor league sports out here in las vegas the lights they lost one to nothing to detroit soccer aviators they won 12 to 7 versus round rock on saturday both the las vegas lights out there in cashman and the aviators at the las vegas ballpark in Summerlin. they had big time fireworks shows i got friends that went to both and that had an amazing time and then talking about the aviators Yesterday, they beat the Dodgers AAA team at OKC. Heads up, these two teams, the Aviators and the Dodgers, they have the best records in the Pacific Coast League. They lead their respective divisions. And they have five more games in this series, including tonight at 5 o'clock. And you can listen to that game after Unnecessary Roughness with Q here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. All right, so... That was a little look at what happened sports-wise out here in Las Vegas during 4th of July weekend, Independence Day weekend, which was very fun. By the way, also shout-out to Jim Lambright, my former boss, good friend of mine, who invited me to his home yesterday, and we had a great time with um, the great barbecue he had set up with him and his family. Shout-out to him, to his wife, their kids. They're always amazing hosts. Well, now coming back 
to the dark side, to the silver and black. Raider Nation, I know that you heard what Brett Favre had to say about the Devontae Adams. What do you think, Raider Nation? 702-365-9200. In case you're not a follower of TMZ and TMZ Sports, they do a great job getting very good interviews with top sports stars and retired stars and Hall of Famers, and they got good access. I'll give them that. And they, they get a lot of great breaking news. And I'm always looking around the internet to see if somebody said anything about the Raiders because it gives us something to talk about. And Brett Favre, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's someone that is always involved in sports. And he was asked about Devontae Adams leaving the Green Bay Packers and now coming to the Raiders. And what he thinks is going to go down with all of that. So here he goes, Brett Favre. No disrespect to Devontae at all. Zero disrespect. But I do think that Devontae will will make uh, Derek Carr better. And in time, they will be a dynamic duo. Now, will it be the duo that, that Aaron and Devontae had? Time will tell. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. But he's not in Aaron, uh, Aaron's league yet. It uh, may never be. And, that, and that's no disrespect either. But but I do think that Devontae uh, owes a great deal of gratitude to, to Aaron and, and the Packers drafting him. That's not to say he's not a great player because he is a tremendous player. And, uh, and and we'll see that with, I almost said Oakland, with Las Vegas. Uh, but it's just hard to, to shift gears, especially from a player as prolific as Aaron Rodgers. I'd be shocked if he had the same year he's, he's had in previous years. That's not to say he can't do it, but I, I would be shocked. So let's break it down, Raider Nation. If you want to talk about it, call me, 702-365-9200 here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., hour number two of the JT The Brick Show. I'm Harry Ruiz here filling in for JT The Brick on the second hour of today's show. So dynamic duo, that, of course, we all know. They're going to have a great connection if they've, had it in college, if they've had it during off seasons, during the NFL years that they've been in the league, the eight seasons they've been in the league, they haven't been able to play together until 2022. There is going to be that connection, and Brett Favre, he agrees. But he says DC is not in Aaron's league, and I think we can all agree in that. At least not yet. That can change, but right now, July 5th, 2022 at 1.10 p.m. Pacific time. We can all agree there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL that are in Aaron's league. Derek Carr isn't one of them. But now that he has the best arsenal of weapons he has ever had in his career in the NFL, I think he's going to take steps forward to becoming one of those guys that can be competing at the top level, not only to make it into the playoffs, but to win games in the playoffs, which has been something that Aaron Rodgers has been struggling with in recent years. Yeah, he wins plenty of games in the regular season, but then he goes into the playoffs and he finds a roadblock right there. So let's keep that in mind as well. He also, Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, mentioned Devontae Adams owes great gratitude to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for drafting him. And guess what? Devontae Adams, he has said it in the best. He does have that. But now he's thinking about 
something different. He wants to be in Las Vegas. He wants to be with the Raiders. He wants to play in the West Coast to play in front of his family that hasn't been able to make that trip up to Green Bay. So I'll let Brett Favre say that. And here's the part where I don't agree with. He thinks that Devontae Adams' numbers will dip with the Raiders because he ain't playing over there with Brett Favre. The only reason why I think that his numbers can take a dip, I mean, how many wide receivers have 1,500-yard seasons just like Devontae Adams did last year, by the way, despite missing one game? He played 16 out of 17 games, and he ended up with 1,553 yards in 123 catches, both of them career highs for him. And he had 11 touchdowns. Then you go the year prior, he had 18 touchdowns. That was his career high with a 98.1 yards per game average, which was his career high as well in 2020, the pandemic season, 14 games played. Well, those numbers, they're hard to achieve for any wide receiver. And it took him eight years with Aaron Rodgers to accomplish them. Will they dip? I mean... In this scenario, if he has 1,552 yards, that would be dipped by one yard. I don't think he will get those numbers, but the important part right here, Raider Nation, isn't getting Devontae Adams to 1,500 yards or to 1,250 yards or 1,000 yards. The important part right here for the Raiders is winning games, and there are going to be games where 80 yards for Devontae Adams are going to be enough. Why? Because you got Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake as a two-headed monster in the running back room. And then you add to that Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, Jacob Johnson. And then the wide receivers. Devontae Adams has Hunter Renfro in the slot. Has Devontae Adams, who's listed as a tight end, but you can just talk to him as a weapon. Because show me the tight ends that play like Devontae Adams. A lot of folks say he's he deserves to get paid as a wide receiver because he plays that way a lot of times. And for the past two years, you can actually say he was the best Raiders catching menace. I know last year injuries hurt him and a lot. I think that was last year and that this year he's going to come out and beast out in 2022 for the Raiders. Devontae Adams, of course, his numbers can drop, but I don't think it's going to be at fault for Derek Carr. I think it's going to be because the ball is going to be distributed in a good way for the Raiders to not just be like the Packers, where you would be throwing at Devontae Adams 169 times. He has two seasons where he was thrown the ball at 169 times, 2018 and 2021. That's a lot. A lot of targets. Why? Because you look at the weapons around them and they weren't as solid. And it was Devontae Adams and then a big step down to the next couple of wide receivers on that squad. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they were happy to let him walk away and go sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because they didn't consider him that high of a quality wide receiver to say, we need to keep him. They weren't going to have to pay him Devontae Adams' money to keep him, and they were happy to see him walk away. And they ended up drafting a couple of guys, and they signed Sammy Watkins. That's the Packers' way. Let him do it. They think that Aaron Rodgers can make any wide receiver play? All right, there you go. The Raiders, they got a proven commodity. 
with the top wide receiver in the NFL arriving via trade and then signing him to an extension. Devontae Adams, I'll let Brett Favre talk and say whatever he wants. Devontae knows about the potential of this offense and knows that this offense needs to put the work in, and they've been working a lot together during the offseason. They were out there, mandatory minicamp. They were out there, the voluntary OTAs. They were putting in the work, and here comes the best part. July 18th, rookies report. July 20th, veterans report. And then you got training camp kicking off, and you put those pads on, and you can do a little bit more work than you were in the last couple in the last month in June. That's where it gets interesting. And of course, preseason games, that's where you get the activity for some of the guys fighting for a spot on this squad. You know, Devontae, Waller, and Renfro, they got their spot guaranteed on this squad. But you go over and look at other fellas, and I, I remember reading Paul Gutierrez's 53-man roster. I was I was shocked that he didn't include Keelan Cole. But Paul, he's a guy I respect a lot and that I know that he does an amazing job with ESPN. So that's his opinion. Everybody has one. And we have to respect it. So we'll see. In my opinion, Keelan Cole can be a key component of this offense with the Raiders. I would love to see him in some preseason action. Demarcus Robinson, I would love to see him in preseason action. And of course, you look over at some of the guys like DJ Turner, like Dylan Stoner. They got some limited action last year in the wide receiver position with injuries for the Raiders. Let's see them a little bit more in this preseason to see if they can end up shocking the world. And you know there's going to be somebody like Nate Hobbs last year that ended up shocking everybody with the quality he brought in preseason action and that the coaching staff is going to say, this guy can help us not only here in preseason where we need to get through these 60 minutes of game action and then go back home hopefully healthy. No, this guy can help us when the games count and where we are wanting to stack wins on the win column. So that's the opening of our number two Raider Nation. We're going to go to a quick break, but after it, we got a special guest from the Raider image, Christina McCallum, who is the senior buying manager for them. And they just opened a new location in Summerlin, downtown Summerlin. And they've been having a sale, which ends today. So if you're in Las Vegas, she'll tell you why you should head out there and Check out the discounts they got going in. This is our number two of the JT The Brick Show. I'm Harry Ruiz, and we're going to a quick break, and we'll be right back. Aside from my will to win, my commitment to excellence, the fire that burns brightest in me, or the great love and enthusiasm that I had and have for the game of football and for everyone and everything connected with it. I love the game, I love the league, I love my team. But more important, I wanted to embellish all of them to agree, never surpassed, and seldom have ever equaled. 
There he is, the legendary Al Davis, who would have turned 93 yesterday on July 4th. A legend of football. You couldn't tell the story of the NFL without Al Davis. You couldn't tell the story of the Raiders without Al Davis. And uh, definitely a day that always in Raider Nation, it's kept, kept very near and dear to our hearts. We're going to talk with somebody that keeps the Raider Nation fitted with the best gear available all around Nevada and also in California. And we're going to link up with her here on the JT The Brick Show. Christina McAloon, how are you doing today? She's a senior buying manager for the Raider Image. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Congratulations on the op- on the grand opening this past weekend of the Raider Image in downtown Summerlin. How, ha- how has it gone so far between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and today, Tuesday, <laughs> closing this great week? So we have had such an awesome weekend. Thank you for asking. Um, we are really excited. We had a great turnout. We were lucky enough to have Jay Schrader and Leo Gray, a couple of our alumni present. The Raider S were there, and a ton of fans ended up coming out. Um, and showing up and buying a bunch of gear. So we are very lucky. So the PSL holders at Allegiant Stadium, they get a discount at the store, uh, ranging depending on where their seats are at. Uh, I know the the folks that work for the Raiders, they get a discount. But since Thursday, every fan walking through those doors has been able to get a discount. Can you talk to me about that? Yes. So since Thursday, the entire store, even the crystal, has been discounted at 20% off. There's been no exclusions, which never happens. And we have a few more hours to go. So fans should definitely head down there um, as the sale ends tonight. Yeah, downtown Summerlin. I was walking through there. I've been there Thursday and Saturday. I went to check it out once the doors opened. And for starters, the store is beautiful. It looks amazing from the outside, and then you walk in, and it looks even more gorgeous, and it's very accessible for everybody. You go from the hat section, shirt section, jerseys. It's very, very well kept. 20% off. That doesn't happen often. I even saw, like, the starter jackets. They look very, very cool. Uh, And you had 30% off the first two hours. Fans have been flying in there since then, right? Yes, they have. They started lining up right beforehand. We had about 15 to 20 people when the doors opened, which was really exciting for us. Um, and, and, you know, for me, I was, you know, the jerseys, Carr, Adams, Renfro, Crosby, you know, those are some of our best sellers. And those are the styles that are typically excluded from the sale, but were included this time around, and the fans were just eating them up. Yeah, and like Christina said, that never happens. I know I got to pay full price for almost everything. And then the jerseys, having those included, I mentioned it on the show on Thursday when I came on the air. I had to get one of those Waller jerseys because those stitched jerseys, they're not very, they, you don't see them in much much anymore because it's almost all the, the sticker ones. So jump on those. There's also new collections coming out, both I saw like Raider Red stuff coming out, but in every department, I saw a couple of new new hats also on Saturday. Fans can get new gear with this new season coming up. Yes, we are headed right now into training camp. So there's a new line, uh, a new sideline collection out. It's kind of a silver and black camo that the NFL has um, designed. And then 
We also um, are going into the sideline apparel. So there's a lot of black and white, you know, T-shirts available for fans. The Raiderettes Fabulous line is exclusive to us. And then we also just launched the Two Swords collection, which is kind of a deconstructed take on the logo that you will only find at the Raider Image. That's very, very cool. And can you tell the fans, we're talking with Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager for the Raider Image, about what the Raider Image is in case they've been living under a rock, but it's owned by the Raiders for Raider fans, and they put it out there directly from the team to the fans. And you guys got 10-plus stores now between California and Nevada, right? Yeah, so with the new downtown Summerlin store that just opened, we will now have nine brick-and-mortar locations here in Nevada, and then we have three in California, and, of course, our online shop as well. Um, And that also includes our 18,000-square-foot store at the Allegiant Stadium. Wow, so total of 12 now. Raider images. Yeah. Nine and nine in Nevada. And it's important, too, saying it, because I used to live in California. I remember going uh, in Montebello Mall and going to the Universal Studios Hollywood. And you guys were everywhere out there. And now with Southern Nevada being your new home, this is important because I saw fans walking in on Saturday. You had one son and the dad all decked out in silver and black and mom and the other son wearing Chiefs gear. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get call Christina, see if we can kick these two out. And I was like, no, you know what? Maybe they can buy some Raider gear and they fall in love with the team. This is another way to make fans that maybe root for other teams start joining the squad, right? Well, I think we've just been really blessed, to be honest, um, that the Las Vegas community has embraced us the way that they have. Um, you know, and we're also very fortunate that we have the lifelong loyalty of the Raider fans in general between Oakland, LA, and Vegas, right? So when you combine all of that, um, we're just very fortunate as an organization. Yeah, I got it as a mission. I got to convert some of those transplants from other cities to Vegas that still root for the team. I want to make them silver and black. And if they want to get decked out in silver and black, the 20% sale is still going on right now until what time, Christina? We close at 7 o'clock tonight. And this is downtown Summerlin. I mean, I would just say check it out on Google Maps. It'll get you very, very close. It's right. The address is 1870 Festival Plaza Drive, and we would love to see you there. Yeah, and just as a tip, you can park at the covered parking lot and just walk. It's less than a block away. It's very, very easy. Any specific merchandise that you would be jump on it right now because you're not going to get this anymore. I know you mentioned the crystal. Can you talk a little bit about it? Well, we do have, there's crystal helmets and crystal footballs, you know, that we have, you know, exclusive to to us as well. Um, but I I would really kind of harp on the jerseys, to be honest, because it's one of the, the, one of the categories that our fans absolutely love. And typically that is excluded from the sale. So, you know, for me, I feel like that's one of the reasons that you really should uh, get down there to, to Summerlin today. Do you mind if I also put in my two cents? Of course, I was happy to see you. But can I? Can, what about helmets? Those are also on the sale, right? Yes, the helmets are. Well, so the helmets are also on the sale. Yes, the authentic and speed. They're typically um, the authentic and replica. They're typically two to three hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> well, well, you take twenty bucks. Off, I mean, twenty percent off off of those, and that's a very, very good discount that fans are getting. So, if you want to buy a helmet and then go to that. Charity softball games the Raiders, the Raiders have game the Raiders and Golden Knights have in downtown Summerlin right next to the store uh, in a couple of weeks. 
you get a great opportunity to get those signed right there by the player. So that's my tip of the day right there. Go get a helmet today with a 20% discount. Go visit Christina. Tell, tell her you heard this on the JT The Brick show today, and she'll give you a high five. I don't think she can increase the discount, but she'll give you a high five. Thank you so much, Christina. Have folks visit you right there at downtown Summerlin, and I hope they take advantage of that 20% off sale. Thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Of course, Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager for the Raider Image. Check out their new location in downtown Summerlin. I took advantage of that deal. I hope you guys do too. And heads up, Grimaldi's. They're open for dining, delivery, and takeout. Experience the best New York-style pizza with the freshest ingredients. Visit them at the Palazzo, South Rainbow, Boca Park, and Green Valley. They're the best pizza in town in Las Vegas. Take advantage of that as well. Bet MGM. They updated their Super Bowl betting odds ahead of the next Super Bowl in February. February 2023 down in Arizona. And the Raiders are currently tied for the 10th best odds out of all the teams in the NFL. They're tied at 10th with 20 to 1, which is also tied for the 5th best odds in the AFC. Who is above the Raiders? And check this out. Remember we were talking about a couple of weeks ago the PFF article that they had the Raiders ranked 21st in quality of roster? and talent in the roster. They had them 21st. They used their metrics with the grades they gave them last year, and if they didn't play last year and they were coming off of college, then they would put them with their college grades and see how that went and just, like, put that quality there. 21, I think everybody considered that was way too far the Raiders, but that's PFF. That's their grading system. Let them run with it. Here, we got betting odds where the casinos not only combine what they think is going to happen, but also have to consider the amount of money that is going in on the teams that are put their, that have their odds up on the board. So the Raiders currently number 10, 20 to 1. Two other AFC teams have the same odds. Cincinnati, who played in the Super Bowl last year against the Rams, and Baltimore at 20 to 1, who more than likely will have Lamar Jackson back at 100% after last season. His injuries ended up dooming them towards the end of the season. But at the top of the food chain right here in these updated Super Bowl betting odds from BetMGM, Buffalo is number one, six and a half to one. Tampa Bay, number two, seven and a half to one. Kansas City, number three, nine to one. The Rams, number four, defending Super Bowl champions, 11 to one. I don't think anybody can argue can argue that that's wrong. Buffalo, very talented squad. They were, what, 14 seconds away from beating Kansas City in the playoffs, but the, their defense wasn't competent enough to stop the Chiefs in two plays and being able to avoid them hitting a game-tying field goal that ended up becoming the reason why they went to overtime and lost the game. So Buffalo, I'm cool with them being 6.5-1. to one. Tampa, Tom Brady's there. Even though Raider Nation, we don't like the guy, you got to give him props. He's got more Super Bowls by himself than any franchise by themselves. So he's still playing in the NFL. He came back. Tampa Bay switched from 25 to 1 without Brady to 7.5 to 1 with him. Kansas City, 
How many Super Bowls have they made over the past four years? They've been there. They've done that. You got to give them respect while they still got the same quarterback right there at the helm, even though they lost their best weapon with Tyreek Hill. Rams 11-1, defending Super Bowl champs. They still got AD. They still got Stafford. They still got a good squad. Cup. Green Bay, 12 to 1. They lost Devontae Adams and they're still a top five team in the betting odds. That's definitely interesting, but we go back to the same reason that these teams are in, are stacked up in the top five. They're quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. He has won a Super Bowl. He hasn't won many playoff games in the past couple of years, but he has taken his team to the playoffs. And once you're in the dance, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. San Francisco, they're the exception to the rule. While you're looking at quarterbacks being the reason why those top five teams are up there, San Francisco, they got a solid squad all around, except quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, he can take care of this team, but he's not going to be the reason why they go far. And they were close. They were close to being in the Super Bowl once again, but they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Dallas, Chargers, Denver, they're tied at 7th, 16-1 odds. The Cowboys, I mean, if they weren't in the NFC East, I don't even think they'd make the playoffs. But they're out there, NFC East or NFC Least, whatever you want to call it, they're there. Chargers in Denver. Chargers, they got all the hype in the world around them. A lot of free agency signings. A lot of money strapped for the next couple of years, but they want to win soon. They already had their the guy that rents them out the stadium win the Super Bowl last year at home. So now the Chargers, they're feeling that the L.A. market, if they already were one of the teams with the that were fighting against the Raiders to try to take some fans away or create new fans. And then you got the team that won the Super Bowl there too. It's like, it's harder. They need to win and they need to win soon. But the problem with them is they'll be the same old Chargers until they're not. They've never won a Super Bowl. They're still there. They're not the team yet, despite having Justin Herbert, who has all the smoke. And he's like, oh, the greatest quarterback ever, they say, over there in those circles in L.A. for the media that they send donuts to. Win. That's what it's all about. If he had won in Week 18 out here in Las Vegas, he would have made it to the playoffs. But it ended up being the game where he said, I never wanted a tie so bad in my life. And he didn't make it to the playoffs. Denver, finally, they got a competent quarterback for the first time since Peyton Manning retired. Russell Wilson. The thing is, Russell Wilson, he starts hot, and then he goes down on, on a decline. He's always the guy that people say, MVP, after six or seven weeks. His odds to win the MVP are always the highest in the first couple of weeks of the season, and then they just drop off, and he gets off the board because it's like, yeah, he ain't winning the MVP. Heck, the Seahawks going to be competent? Uh, we don't know. Now, that's going to be the situation with the Broncos. He's got a couple of nice weapons. Lost no offense. But let's see if Russell Wilson can end up taking the Broncos somewhere where they haven't been since they won Super Bowl 50. And then there's a tie for the Raiders. 
I like it that the Raiders are there tied at 10. Cincinnati, Baltimore, and the Raiders tied for the fifth beds odds in the AFC and 10th overall in the NFL. 20 to 1, Raider Nation. If you believe that the Raiders will win the Super Bowl, jump on it. Jump on it now because those odds, if they start good, they're going to get keep getting lower. They're going to keep getting lower. This is your moment. I remember when the Super Bowl was played and the Rams wanted against the Bengals and the first odds came out, the Raiders were 50 to 1. Right now they're 20 to 1. Back then, they didn't know Josh McDaniels was going to be the head coach. They didn't know they were going to trade for Devontae Adams. They didn't know they were going to sign Chandler Jones. They didn't know Patrick Graham, a stud of a coach, was going to arrive as the Raiders' defensive coordinator. Raiders got pieces, but it's the same thing as when you got a puzzle. It's a beautiful puzzle, but you got a lot of pieces. You got to put them together. You got to put them at the right spot, and then it'll look beautiful as a completed process. And the Raiders... They're just starting. Same thing with every team in the NFL. Difference is, you got some squads like the Browns that went all in on a quarterback that now we're waiting to see if he's even going to play for the second year in a row. He didn't play Deshaun Watson in 2021. 2022, he gets signed to the richest guaranteed money contract in NFL history. The Unicorn. Everybody was waiting. Who's going to get the first fully guaranteed contract in league history with multiple years? It became the guy that hadn't played a snap since the 2020 season. And now there's there's there might be a situation where he doesn't play another snap in 2022. So it's interesting. The Browns went all in. They're 25 to 1 right now. If a suspension comes looming. To it comes from looming to definite for Deshaun Watson, those odds they're gonna get way, way lower. But there you go, Raider Nation. Do you like the respect that the Raiders are getting in the betting odds for Super Bowl for the Super Bowl win? 20 to 1 right now, number 10 in the league, number five in the AFC. I like him. You let me know. 702-365-9200 is a line to call here in the Raider Nation 920 AM studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can hit me up on social media at Harry Ruiz, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z on Twitter at Harry underscore Ruiz on Instagram. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation, and we'll be right back to close the show. Alec Ingold, he's not playing with the Raiders anymore, but he's still making an impact in the Las Vegas community. How? I'll tell you after this break. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. I think that I've known every facet of this game, whether from the inside or outside, whether in collaboration or in opposition when it was necessary. I have labored in this vineyard, this cradle, with the objective of making the league itself a working combination of both discipline and freedom. I shall always believe that great people inspire in others the will to be great. To the people of Canton, 
to the late Bob Snyder. You have inspired me by your receptiveness, your enthusiasm. I shall cherish this honor for the rest of my life. I thank you very much. There you go. Part of the induction ceremony when Al Davis went into the Hall of Fame yesterday, his heavenly birthday. Would have been 93 years old. The legendary owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Instrumental piece in all of the NFL history with the merger, the hiring of minority coaches, the way he fought against the NFL to take his team down to Los Angeles, doing so successfully, and then opening doors for other franchises to relocate and do better business elsewhere. So Al Davis, uh, rest in peace. Would have been his 93rd birthday yesterday, and absolutely, the Raider Nation is a Raider Nation because of Al Davis. And Al Davis, I'm pretty sure he would be very happy with how Allegiant Stadium has came along from when it started getting built to what it is today. I had a front row view because that was my drive home every day from work to home, home to work, back, back and forth. And it was impressive to see it. I was there when they had the ceremony to start it off and I would just see it be getting better and better and better and becoming a structure and a stadium. Unbelievable. That's what he wanted. A home, a home with suites that were very, very nice. And they got him out here in Las Vegas, 60,000-plus every single game, attending uh, Raider games and supporting the Silver and Black. But when a franchise like the Raiders from the top leagues, the top league, the NFL, comes to a city, it's not only the game day experience, which is amazing for the Raiders, or the same thing with the Golden Knights, an incredible game day experience for them in the arena. But that's one day that you can make an impact. And it's just putting a good product for the fans. There's still plenty of more days to do an impact in the community. And fortunately, we've seen folks from the Silver and Black, both as a team. We had last week one of the Apex Predators coaches that was very happy that his team won a championship. And as a reward, the Raiders gave them a tour of their facilities. Not a lot of folks have been able to go into those headquarters the Raiders have in Henderson, but the Raiders, they rewarded two local teams with a tour of those facilities, and they were very happy. Then you see other people like Jonathan Abram building beds for people that need them without a lot of publicity, doing their part of the community, both individually and as a team. And there's a guy who's not with the Raiders anymore, but recently he was out here doing his part in the community. Alec Ingold, who was with the Raiders for a couple of years as a team's fullback, he became a captain last year. He partnered with a local nonprofit named Raise the Future to host the 2022 Alec Ingold Youth Football Summit. It was a camp for underserved youth in foster care and children awaiting adoption. And this is very near and dear to Alec Ingold's heart. Why? Because Ingold's parents adopted him at birth. And now he's able to go out there and help these kids put a smile on their faces, but also give them the knowledge of they have to take advantage of every opportunity that they have. The NFL, they posted a very cool video on their social media recently, and 
I love the audio, and I'm going to share it with you here today on the JT The Break Show. Alec Ingold, former Raiders fullback, now Miami Dolphins fullback, had his camp out here in Las Vegas, and he told this to the kids. Going through that, I just wanted to let you guys know that I hope that this, this time right here, having fun with one another, whatever trials and tribulations you've been through, I want you guys to own that, right? I want you to, to be proud of it because a lot of times, man, it, it was hard for me. When I'm third through eighth grade into high school, it was tough, right? It's tough to deal with that. But at the same time, when you get around people that you care about, people that are like guardians, caregivers, parents that bring you to these events, understand how much they love you, man. And then you got to give it right back. You feel me? It's, it's something where it's a special relationship and you're a very special individual when you go through that process. And just know that you don't go through this stuff alone. Like look around right now. We everyone right people. here, everyone right here is a part of a family right now. We're building a community. We had fun together. We're about to break bread together. So I just want to let you know that it means a lot for you guys to be out here and just having fun this summer. So if I have any advice for this whole summer when you guys are going through it, be a good kid first. First and foremost, do the right thing. Be a good kid, put a smile on your face, a little love in your heart, and make sure that you tell somebody you love them. Whether they brought you here today, whether they're here with you and they're a brother, a friend, someone that's in the, in the system with you, make sure that you're being a good kid and you're bringing someone along with them, all right? Great advice right there from Alec Ingold. And once a Raider, always a Raider. But what I love, too, is that now he's not only looking at the the football side, but also the human side. And that's something that despite him not being a Raider anymore and going down to South Beach and signing with the Miami Dolphins, he earned every single penny that he got on on that contract one of the best fullbacks in the league. He still comes back to Las Vegas to give back to the community that he was a part of for a couple of years. Remember, he started out there in Oakland. He was out here in Las Vegas, 2020, 2021. And in those two years, he made a great impact. And now he keeps doing so despite not being a member of the Raiders roster. But he will always be a member of this community. And you see it also in other sports with players getting traded away or signing as free agents at other cities. But their heart keep staying in a place where they're like, hey, you know what? That place, they're near and dear to my heart, and I'm going to keep loving that place and giving back to that place. And I love that Alec Ingold does it and does it with a great cause, supporting these kids that need a lot of love, and he's giving it to them. So props to Alec Ingold. He's not a Raider anymore, but he keeps giving back to our community. And shout out to every player that does so with those camps that they have during the summer, during the off season, where they got a little bit of a downtime that they could give back a full weekend of their time, go out there and participate in those camps, meet your favorite players, enjoy being close to them, give back to those kids. That's something cool. And if you can participate, go for it. If you're young, go for it. Neither Bobby or I, we can't participate in those camps anymore because we're a little bit over that age that they, that they allow kids to participate in them. But You can go and show the kids some love, show the kids some support, and help out the Raiders. Raider Nation, well, that's it for today's show, but I got it. I got it. I got it for tomorrow, Wednesday. I got the full two hours. Today I was a halftime substitution. Two hours tomorrow on Wednesday. JT is back on Thursday, and then I'm back on Friday. The JT The Brick Show, of course, we love being here on the air with you, and it's brought to you by Remy Martin. Legendary quality. Enjoy the smooth taste 
and ar aromatic richness of Remy Martin Cognac. I know you guys enjoyed it over the weekend with 4th of July. I hope you guys enjoyed it and had a great time with your loved ones. If you're with your family, enjoy them. If you're young and you're with your family, enjoy them. Believe me, I miss mine. They're out of town. I hope they're doing great. They're battling COVID over there in Mexico. So shout out to my mom and my dad. Hopefully you guys are getting healthy. And uh, fortunately, they're vaccinated. So they said it's not hitting them hard. So shout out to them. Hope you guys are getting better over there in Mexico. And it's a short week, but it's going to be a full week with a lot of content. Of course, Q is coming up in a short minute or two out here in Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. The Aviators are in action against the OKC Dodgers at 5. Tomorrow from 7 to 10, you have, of course, the morning tailgate. Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, Vinny Vonsignor, they'll be here on the air on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You want silver and black content? We got it for you, Raider Nation. This is the home of the Raiders. I'm Harry Ruiz. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Tomorrow, we got a great show lined up for you guys. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Call Q. Coming up right now here on Raider Nation Radio at 2 o'clock. And tomorrow, call me at noon. Thank you, Raider Nation. Have a great day.